0: Hey everyone! Welcome back to the Four Four Three Security Simplified. I'm your host, Mark the Liberty, and joining me today is Corey, quite the quiet rat, not Griner. Rare. On today's episode, <laughs> we will cover a couple of news stories with words that we cannot pronounce, including, um, including some recent comics. Yep. <laughs> and research from a, a, a very popular application that is not called WinRare. Uh, no, and then it's we win well, done. win well done. We'll end with a, uh, an attack involving chat GPT and large language models, but not the type of attack that you would think it would be. Uh, with that, let's go ahead and, and, I don't even know. Buzz market Boxing our way in. way in. Yeah, there we Unboxing go. Unboxing would be fun. Or both. Nailed it. So let's uh, start this week with a relatively short story, but an interesting one from Cisco Talos. Uh, So they just published a new research blog last week on the latest updates of Corey's favorite advanced threat actor, uh, which is Lazarus based out of North Korea. So (laughs) exactly. Exactly. Um, this initially, uh, the, the research blog post is on a new, uh, or I guess relatively new evolution of a remote access Trojan that Lazarus has been deploying on victim organizations. But this particular story is kind of interesting. So it started in early 2023 when they discovered a uh, unnamed uh, internet backbone infrastructure provider in Europe had been successfully compromised by Lazarus with this Remote access trojan called Quiet Rat. So pausing there for quite. a second. Is it, it is it quiet? It is or quite quite, quite rat, rat. Oh, Is there not an E in there? Man, so this is There one is, of those there is an E in there,
1: but it's after the T. That's okay. why it's quite rat instead of quite. See quiet in
0: my head, rat. I thought quite I was reading Quiet rat, rat too. To be like, okay. Quite yeah, but quite, quite rat. rat. That is quite the rat. Yep. Um <laughs> okay, whatever. You know what? None of these names even matter. They're all just stupid made-up things, anyway. But I guess this one's kind of based off of the framework it's using, so maybe there is like a little bit of importance in there. UT? yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, so they they did not name the particular victim in this case, but first off, like alarm bells sounding a little bit in that it's a internet backbone infrastructure provider. So I'm assuming it's the equivalent of like level three here in the United States, someone that manages the Types between internet service providers. Corey, do you think this is the start of our prediction from two, three, what is it, four years ago, finally coming true of someone holding the internet hostage?
1: With DNS and BGP,
0: not not quite. <laughs> Rats. No. <laughs> uh, so in this case specifically though, uh, they found that Lazarus was exploiting a vulnerability in Manage Engine's Service Desk application. Uh, specifically CVE 2022-47966, which was patched earlier this year. Uh, They use this access to download and execute the malware just using curl within there. It shows up as a child process under the Java process because it's the exploited process that wouldn't grab that uh, binary. Uh, The attribution came from them reusing IP address space that is already known to be associated with Lazarus. Now, Quiet, quite, quite rat, not quiet rat, Mm -hmm. Uh, quite rat, I believe gets its name because it's based off of something called the QT framework, which is a framework used by developers to create cross-platform applications. So theoretically, they could easily compile this to run on more than one different type of operating system. Uh, But Talos points out it's actually a pretty simple Trojan and a evolution of the already known magic rat as well, too does some basic information stealing, it'll grab like victim MAC address, IP address, username, uses MD4 actually to calculate the hash of all of that, and then sets that as the identifier when communicating to the command and control server. So I guess nothing like groundbreaking with the Trojan, but pausing for a second, why do you think they'd wanna go after a uh, internet infrastructure provider in Europe, Corey. Oh, gosh,
1: why not? I mean, obviously, inter- imper- well, obviously, Manage Engine—I'm I'm sure our listeners know that Manage Engine is like IT monitoring mm-hmm. things. So, hey, if you can pop an ISP, you have a lot of control. I mean, you're you're the gateway for a lot of customers in Europe, so it certainly doesn't hurt to have an and ISP. It seems
0: like Lazarus has like two main things they tend to do: they try and steal cryptocurrency to theoretically fund the North Korean government. And they also do a lot of espionage as well, too. You we so, forgot
1: take down movie studios. That's very important that to is their, true.
0: their strategy. They also take down movie studios and make movies that embarrass their leader. You know, <laughs> I've got a new goal here. Uh, my goal is to have our podcast taken down by Lazarus. Let's uh, <laughs> see if we can paint a big enough target on our back. Actually, that's a terrible idea. We yeah, work for a Kim network Un, <laughs>
1: Get a haircut, dude.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> hey, hey, pop quiz! What blows. does
1: Microsoft call North Korea? What is the the stormy weather or weather condition? Can you remember?
0: Oh man, no, I cannot. I, all we've talked about is typhoon, or yes, typhoon, which yeah, China is China, is and then blizzard, yeah. which is Russia, Russia. What is Apparently, North Korea?
1: Sleet. North Korea
0: is sleet. Sleet because it's fun. mildly annoying but not really dangerous.
1: We are going to get them to target us.
0: Did you hear that, Kim
1: Jong-un? Not just get a haircut, but you're just mildly annoying. You're like a mosquito.
0: There we go. (laughs) Anyways, if you are an internet service backbone provider, maybe make sure that you've got your manage engine applications patched. Or if you just use it in general, if you're an MSP listening to this, now's a good time to make sure that you have patched this vulnerability that was fixed about eight months ago at the time of this episode airing. Um, but anyways, uh, moving on to some more research into a application that I now know how to correctly oh. pronounce. Are you,
1: are you done with quiet, rat? Or are you okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> or quite rat, <laughs> keep quiet rat, not
0: quiet, rat quite rat. Oh, Yeah. now. You have me speaking doing of it. pronunciating things correctly. Uh, so researchers at group IB published a blog post last week about a zero day vulnerability in the win RAR, not rare RAR application that I they found <laughs> exploited in the wild. Uh so WinRAR, obviously that famous, uh, What what is their model called again? It's not shareware, it's not freeware, it is Begware? Huh? I don't know. Yeah, so, I guess so. Please go but buy I prefer a license prefer but you my for my win. Well done. There, God, okay, whatever. Uh, so this story starts on July 10th when uh, Group IB were researching the spread of a malware called Dark Me. I'm assuming some relation to Despicable Me, but uh, um, we'll see later, I guess. Uh, Which they found exploiting a previously unknown flaw in how WinRAR unarchives zip archives. Uh, So they found a bunch of malicious zip archives posted on public forums where stock and crypto traders typically engage in discussion They were either directly attached to a forum post or uploaded to a file storage website, like uh, catbox.mo is one that they pointed out. Uh, So funny enough, some forum administrators actually caught on to this. They started saying, hey, there's malicious zip archives floating around on here, be careful. They blocked some of the threat actors, but seemingly some of those administrators had been compromised because the threat actors were able to unblock their blocked accounts um, and continue posting the malware. Uh, one victim that they uh, Group IB highlighted noted that they had uh, had their broker account compromised afterwards, where they the threat actors had tried to make some trades and then withdraw funds as well too. Uh, so diving I read, the right, it, one... he
1: it sounded like they got kind of lucky because uh, yes. I mean they talked about getting the broker account, but I think he said something about he there's some other. I don't, it didn't even go into what mechanism was protecting them, but said they, at the end of the day, only got away with like $2, Two of bucks, Do- I think. Doge toi- yeah. coin or something instead of anything big.
0: So, But yeah, that could have been worse. Dogecoin, that's what, like 5,000 coins?
1: <laughs> After uh, X owners done with it, it probably dropped a bit. Yep, but I, I would say this is kind of a, a interesting and more sophisticated you know, targeted campaign. I mean, you should, using a relatively lesser known WinRAR vulnerability. It is. You don't and, see people blurring trading lightly. Yeah. yeah, targeting traders is definitely a smart way to go. I would not want one of these
0: actors in my trading accounts. No. Uh, so some details on the flaw. Uh, It's got a malicious zip archive that typically has a decoy file in like the root directory of it. So when you open it up in WinRAR, you see a text file or a JPEG. It also has another directory that contains a bunch of malicious and unused files as well, too. So when the user opens up the archive, if they click on that decoy file, WinRAR will go to try and unpack it. But the way they have this archive set up, it will actually trigger the vulnerability that instead executes a batch script, which goes and grabs two files. So it grabs the actual decoy file and loads it up. So it looks like nothing really happened. It looks like they attempted to load that decoy file and it actually pops up. But behind the scenes, it actually goes and grabs a cab file as well too, that's masquerading as a icon file within the the directory. Um, It uh, runs that cab file, exploits the vulnerability, um, unpacks a process uh, or it goes and grabs a what is it? A second stage um, from the ICO file, and then ultimately uh, executes the Darkme malware on that host. So the the vulnerability actually exploits like how it unpacks that zip archive, where it tricks it into skipping over the legitimate file and loading up that batch script that effectively shares the same name as the file as well, too, and executes it instead. Uh, when they looked back, uh, Group IB found that this was being actively exploited since at least April of 2023. Uh, they reported the report reported reported the flaw to both MITRE and WinRAR. Uh, it was assigned CBE 2023 38831, which was patched on July 20th and included in the updated version on August 2nd, uh, version 6.23. Um, so. I guess, like you said, Corey, this is interesting seeing a zero day burn on something like this, where so far the only real damages were two bucks of Dogecoin, which is kind of nice, I guess, from a defender standpoint. Um, but I feel like I mean, I saw in the articles, what like five hundred million installations of WinRAR worldwide. It's a yeah. widely used application, so the blast radius this radius of this could have been could be quite huge. considerable. And who knows, um,
1: maybe uh, someone else is using the same thing for something else as well.
0: That's true. Like it doesn't seem like this the vulnerability itself is actually that sophisticated. It just involves some specially named files uh in the malicious archive. And so it could be pretty easy to launch this against other organizations too. And I guess, like, how often do you actually update WinRAR? Hopefully every time it pops up saying there's an update available. But with a installation base as massive as it actually has, maybe this will keep Do you think
1: 90% around. of people have the your 30 days have passed and they have to wait, like, one minute before it opens? How many people actually buy WinRAR, I wonder? I,
0: I'm willing to bet that, like, the overwhelming majority, something on the order of, like, five nines, has yeah. not purchased WinRAR. 30 RAR.
1: days have passed. Please wait a minute before we nag you to death.
0: I mean, the reality is, well, not the reality. I personally have moved on to like 7-zip as my unpacker yeah, of choice. There's
1: free compression tools that will unpack RARs.
0: Yep. Um, but if you are a WinRAR user, again, the fix is available. It's two, three. version 6.23. And this is yet another example of maybe don't open unsolicited or shared by stranger files that you find floating around on the internet. That said, I they guess have if you're a compression
1: within compression with multiple weird file types, huh? What's going on yeah. there?
0: Maybe I guess if you away. are a Dogecoin trader, you probably are already susceptible to social engineering and scams and phishing. So maybe it's <laughs> makes sense that they they were victims of this one. Not that I'm victim blaming, <laughs> but. Just painting a picture of the the target user the target victim on this one i won't disagree <laughs> anyways uh, let's move on to the uh the last story for this uh relatively quick episode so this research comes from trend micro and it's again not a groundbreaking sophisticated attack uh, but so we've been talking about you know, chat GPT and AI's use in both defending and attacking and cybersecurity, But we've been talking about it from like the technical level of, you know, what could a large language model be used for, from like an adversarial perspective, or from a defender's perspective. Um, but what we haven't discussed before is what Trend Micro just covered in a recent uh, blog post from their threat research team is just abusing large the i guess the popularity or explosive popularity of large language models like chat gpt as a hook for social engineering Um, so in their post they described a new malvertising campaign that they spotted on facebook so malvertising being a threat actor goes and purchases ad space somewhere on in this case facebook could be on google could be elsewhere uses that ad space to host something malicious to try and either trick a victim into clicking a link, or I guess in the old days, as I'll call it, abusing the ability to use JavaScript in advertisements to just straight up host like malware or a drive by download attack. I think those days are fewer and far between now. I haven't seen very many like drive by download malicious ads on legitimate websites. Now, if you end up on a sketchy website, you can get anything, but like Google and Facebook tend to be pretty good at spotting and at least filtering out that kind of garbage these days, but it doesn't stop someone from using the advertisement as a hook for social engineering. Um, so the advertisements start with uh, a bunch of promises to either like boost productivity or increase your reach or revenue or help teach you artificial intelligence. Um, some of them promise access to Bard, which is Google's AI. Some of them claim to have access to the meta AI, which that's not out at all. It doesn't exist. Uh, I haven't actually seen any for what's Apple's new AI. Didn't the Apple GPT or I GPT. What the heck did they call it? It was something super dumb. I forget Uh, the name. Exactly. Um, anyways, though. So they use that as the hook to try and get you to click on a link. The link is can be hidden behind a URL shortener in some cases um, or just straight to a malicious website. Uh, that website, uh, they showed a picture of it in the article. It, I mean, if you are paying attention at all, it just straight up looks like a scam uh, or bogus or whatever. It should set off immediate alarm bells. But I guess if you're the type to click on this type of link, maybe you wouldn't see them. Uh, on the page, it's got a download link to download the AI package uh, in order to evade anti-malware oh, protection. It's a password-protected archive with a password of either 888 or 999 to make it real easy for you, but real difficult for automatic identification of threats. The password of it. is
1: what tips me off. I, I Maybe I have less faith in humanity, but I don't... I actually think the ad looks like every other ad on Facebook. It's... I could see people clicking it. And if it were the link you were saying should be noticeable, I mean like rebrand.ly, uh, I don't know. I don't, I, I think people would click that link so the So the I, I think the password is actually the weird th- th- thing.
0: The advertisement, yeah. I agree. The advertisement looks legitimate. The screenshot that they have of the website just looks like something someone threw together in five minutes. Talk about, what is it, <laughs> super update 13 by seven AI Google will replace humans in advertising.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, I guess. Lowercase industry dot smarter, learn faster, ultimate creative also, I,
1: I think it's funny that they have the download password called setting code. <laughs> yep, exactly. Hopefully when it asks for a password, people will realize, or maybe hopefully they won't realize and won't be able I... to get to the zip. but. It's a weird name for a password setting code. Why did they not just say password? Because they knew it was too much of a... But yeah, I, 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 I thought know. the advertisements on Facebook were okay. But that uh, the download AI Google was where it got a little weird. And it's definitely the password that I think would tip people off.
0: And it's one of those where they probably could have used password. They could have played it off as, you know, here's a super powerful tool that we're, you have access to. You need a password to protect it. So here's the yeah. password to get it. Instead, no, it is a link that says download AI, Google and setting code eight, 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 it's whatever. And then later they call it Google. So (laughs) the whole thing is super, I don't know, maybe you have more faith in humanity, but I think this is a completely obvious, bogus, crappy website anyways. uh, So the file itself is typically hosted on Google drive or Dropbox. Um, The package contains a MSI installer that drops a few files for a Chrome extension. uh, And then it drops a script that kills the currently running web browser and restarts it with the malicious extension loaded. So I guess first red flag, if you download AI Google and your web browser restarts, maybe that's a bit of an issue. Uh, The extension impersonates Google Translate, and it's specifically targeting Facebook.com. So basically anytime you as the victim with this malicious extension installed, go and load up facebook.com. It will read through your cookies, save the site and look for the C underscore user cookie on Facebook and it steals it. Um, It uses that and your access token in order to request additional information from Facebook's graph API, including things like the Uh, pages that you, the victim, manage, your business ID, what permissions you have, advertisement IDs, things like that. Um, It'll grab your IP address, your browser's user agent, and then exfiltrate all of this to the command and control server. Uh, One interesting thing from the command and control connection, so it uses a custom user agent that doesn't look like anything normal. So, you know, a typical browser user agent will say like mozilla slash firefox version 57.2 or something uh, and then maybe like the operating system we're running on in this case the user agent was something like uh, asterisk gs2 pipe and apparently the the formatting of this if it starts with an asterisk it ends with a pipe um it means it came from like the ai google campaign if it's got a different format maybe it's a different campaign delivered some different way so it's a way for the threat actor to know exactly like which ad campaign it came through which is kind of funny because this is what real advertisers do you know yep. when the <laughs> when the new york times says you know go to peloton slash new york times uh, it's not because they're giving you a super sweet deal it's because they want peloton to know that your link came from a new york times advertisement it's funny seeing that used maliciously in this case as well too um so when it comes to attribution, uh, they noted that several of the variables and keywords within the application are in Vietnamese. Uh, we don't talk about Vietnamese threat yeah, actors very often on this podcast, so it's at least from Vietnam or somewhere that speaks Vietnamese primarily, potentially, or at least a developer from there. Um, yep. But anyways, like this isn't a an attack that abuses ChatGPT, but it is using a popular pop culture thing as a hook for a, for an attack in this case. And I, I mean, I could see this working against, I don't know. I, I know you use Facebook, Corey, but my, um, my understanding of the typical Facebook users, they're not typically very savvy. Um, I tend to picture a, an, an older crowd. I thought you were going his... to use
1: me for a perfect example for that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be nice this time. So there, I could there see are a few a, young a, people. Yeah. I could see a very few young people on Facebook still. Uh I could see a social <laughs> engineering campaign targeting Facebook ads specifically having a decent amount of success especially with people that just, you know, they are interested in this new fancy AI stuff. There
1: are a lot of Facebook business accounts include I mean our company has one I would say 90% of big companies have one and a lot of small people are trying to use those business follow accounts. And I, I do think it's kind of interesting how this specifically seems to be targeting those. Yep. There's a lot of other information you can get from a business account. They have extra power. They also have the clout push posts if you pay for them, but if you get the cookies for someone else's business account, it's probably a good way to get your Facebook ads pushed through their money so it is it is It is interesting seeing them going after some of the tags and you know once they gain access to an account looking for the business account stuff and they didn't say and like this you said explicitly... vietnamese it's un- unusual we don't see i mean i'm sure there's tons of cyber good guys and bad guys there but i just don't feel like we see it all that much
0: yep and they didn't say it explicit in the article but i have to imagine like one of the later steps in this type of attack is basically for lack of a better word, worming your way through Facebook, where you gain access to one of these accounts that has maybe some advertising budget in there. Use that to post the next fake malvertising post, gain some more victims, use their those victims to post more. Um, I could see that being a potential reason to go uh, uh, specifically looking for business accounts and advertising accounts on Facebook. Um, So again, I guess similar takeaway from our last post, maybe don't trust everything you see on the internet and especially be mindful around emerging technologies like chat GPT and large language models because threat actors will be abusing them in order to try and trick you into clicking on a fish and potentially losing your Facebook account, which all things considered, maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing, but I don't know. I'm trying to get off social engi- social engineering. I'm not trying to get off social engineering. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get off social media.
1: <laughs> I want to the MVR. Can't they just give me a standalone device?
0: No, they cannot because they need to be able to map your room. Zuckerberg <laughs> knows your entire downstairs
1: and upstairs and every nook and
0: cranny. IVR and every hotel you've ever been in. Yeah, Pretty that's much, not uh, Not at all. <laughs> no, thank you. I'll stick with my PSVR where I'm sure there's no information. Okay, we're
1: being about- sarcastic. It is creepy, but you got to admit it's not quite as creepy as his haircut.
0: Wait, did Zuckerberg get a new haircut?
1: I don't know. I just have always been fascinated by his really weird bowl cut.
0: Oh, it is a kind of weird bowl cut. It makes him look a little bit like a robot that had hair I don't. Off. Yes,
1: I, he could. he has so much money. He could get a really good haircut. I don't get it. I,
0: don't. I mean, look what Bezos did with his money. He's like ripped and flying to space now. Exactly. <laughs> he was the sweaty nerd in his garage selling books. And now look at him. <laughs> Meanwhile, I guess, you know, in Zuckerberg's defense, apparently he's been getting really big into, what is it, like Brazilian jujitsu or something? Yeah.
1: Are, are, are they going, him and Mr. X?
0: Uh, last I heard, Musk chickened out and wants to challenge him to a debate instead.
1: Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Good job, Musk.
0: I don't agree with Zuckerberg on many things, but punching Musk in the face would have been one of them.
1: <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. We, we forgot. We're not supposed to talk about, uh, Twitter Crazy this podcast. Billionaires
0: that ruin social media platforms that I still actually enjoyed. No, we're not supposed <laughs> to talk about those. Yep. Whatever.
1: Mastodons all the way.
0: I'd say I'd wish him all the luck, but I really don't. <laughs>
1: He did a lot of good. I mean, I got to say, he picked the right types of businesses. I wish he didn't jump the shark.
0: He did some good. I am very happy with what SpaceX is doing. He's done SpaceX a lot of bad as awesome. well, too. I'm not happy yeah. with what Twitter slash X slash whatever it's called next week is going on. Anyways, <laughs> off of my soapbox. Stop clicking on <laughs> links, please. Who's turning into Pop Pop Mark now? Oh, no, thank you. hey everyone thanks again for listening as always if you enjoyed today's episode don't forget to rate review and subscribe if you have any questions on today's topics or suggestions for future episode topics you can try to reach out to us on twitter but i really don't check that at all maybe our uh, our brand manager does mark if you want they're to never that. going to
1: find it it's x now no, twitter doesn't great. exist it's
0: Twitter, it's x well i am at xorro underscore Corey is at adept. The both of us are at hashtag. Please get us off this platform. I mean, the 443 <laughs> podcast. Uh, thanks no again for listening. from us. <laughs> and you will hear from us next week, as long as we're not canceled.